everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. This week's movie is The Maze Runner. Definitely better. I'll just say that right up front. Yes. A more enjoyable movie experience than Divergent. Kind of just in every way. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like one thing I really, really, really appreciated. You know, we talked about the opening of Divergent mm-hmm. and how it's like five minutes of... <laughs> You know, voiceover, Mm -hmm. describing everything, explaining everything and all that. And this movie takes the much more enjoyable approach where it's like, we're just going to fucking throw you into it Mm -hmm. and you'll figure it out as it's going. Obviously, the story is built around that. It's Mm -hmm. like this kid, he shows up on this elevator and into the grove that's surrounded by this maze. and He doesn't know who he is. Or what's going on? So he's learning as you're learning. Yeah. So you know, the world is sort of, uh, it's it's a more uh, interactive kind of exploration mm-hmm. of the world and not just being told it. I really, really enjoyed how this movie opened. It was almost like a Saw movie. Yeah. With those, that like it's... green lighting and there mm-hmm. was a pig. It was really creepy. And I liked that the movie kept that sort of like quasi horror tone yeah. throughout most of it. I mean, it eventually kind of fell into the generic whatever, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, it had a a fairly unique tone as far as I'm concerned. Again, I don't know that much about YA movies and everything. I'm sort of watching them all for the first time right now. But considering that like super sterile, (laughs) like it's sort of a future world (laughs) for Divergent and stuff that this is like, you can tell it's kind of hitting the same tropes, Mm -hmm. you know, like the like. Even though they don't say it outright until the end, you can kind of tell that it's like, yeah, the world's probably been destroyed or something. You know, mm-hmm. there's probably been some sort of cataclysmic event that that took everything out. And now it's kind of a post-apocalyptic whatever. Like it, it eventually <laughs> turns into that. But for the most part, it's just this mysterious what the fuck yeah. of like, so we live in this little box essentially. Mm-hmm. And there's a maze out there that is horrific like it's not yeah. just like hey head out into the hedge maze yeah <laughs> it's like there's monsters and it changes and it's dangerous and there's traps and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. considering i knew nothing about this from the start i was like okay i'm totally on board i'm afraid of how they're gonna explain a lot of this because mm-hmm. it's like i kind of liked the like mystery of it and i was like it feels like nine times out of ten when there's a really interesting mystery in something if you really truly fully explain it it suddenly becomes not so much fun anymore. And it's just yeah. like, well, okay. So I was like, all right, I know it's eventually going to get to that point. But mm-hmm. while we're in the movie and enjoying the ride, you know, it's going to be fun with this just like, oh, what the hell? What is this? What are these things? These monsters that are mm-hmm. part animal, part machine, you know, it's like, what the fuck is all this? This is fun to watch <laughs> them discover. Yeah. Like I said, I liked it. I would say it's a pretty good movie. Uh, but the last, like, 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. They, see, okay, that's what this movie does. This yeah. movie puts the info dump at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, all the shit that you eventually need to know about the world that they're in happens right at the end. And then it's like, and continue into the sequel. Like, God damn it. Yeah. All this franchise stuff that they do. Like, the, the way these m- yeah. movies and books and things are built to have a big franchise, it suffers from, like, the expectations of sequels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not that like, oh, could the sequel possibly be as good? But more so like, we need stuff for the sequel. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the big questions that we're going to bring up, we're going to kind of ignore 
and create smaller, stupider questions <laughs> that we can answer in this movie and push all the interesting stuff to like, come see it next summer. Yeah. You know, and it kind of kind of wrecked it for me right at the end. Like, oh, come on. Uh, I don't care. Come on. <laughs> um, I didn't hate Thomas, the lead character. Yeah. But I did feel like he suffers from similar movie issues of just being bland Mm-hmm. Like he didn't really have that much of a personality compared to all the other kids. And right. truthfully, they've been there for years. He's been there for a day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I kind of get it. Like, I see what trick you're pulling movie mm-hmm. to make it so that he doesn't have to have a really, <laughs> a really <laughs> defined personality. But it, it seems a little cheap. Um, and also, again, suffering from that that YA affliction of like, and your lead character has to be special. Something mm-hmm. about them is special. I wrote down some more of those goddamn lines <laughs> where people like act astonished yeah. at this person doing things that are like, how three years? Yeah. Three years and no one else ever thought of squishing the bug with the moving wall. You know what I mean? Like yeah. three years and nobody else has survived an encounter with one of those bug monsters. Yeah. I called them the Robugs in my notes. <laughs> like nobody ever survived. Nobody ever survived in three years. And this yeah. kid just like sort of waltzes in and does that. Thinks to hide in yeah. the ivy. Yeah. Like no like, one thought of that. Like it's not that he's special. It's mm-hmm. that apparently everyone else is an idiot. Yeah. And he's just sort of thinking of the logical thing to do. And no one else ever thought of that before. Yeah. It, 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 it seems silly to me. Like these people have been living here for so long. And, and, and what was the dude who'd been there the longest again? Albie. Albie. Albie showed up in this grove first and was apparently alone mm-hmm. for like a month. Yep. And they would send supplies every week. But then at the like one month, another kid showed up mm-hmm. and then continue, 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 continue. And it builds up this whole society. I didn't do the math. And especially because they never give you a certain amount of how many kids are there. Sort mm-hmm. of just an ambiguous amount of kids. Like there's the main kids. There's the side kids. There's the kids that don't have names. Uh, but, you know, they've been there for about three years. So that's what, 36 months, 36th kid. Yeah. yeah that sounds about right, I guess. Yeah. Because I was thinking, I was like, Albie's, with all those kids there, that must mean he's been here fucking forever. But I guess around that time. So, yeah, about three years, whatever. Makes sense. Uh, so he's been here and he they they've created their own little society to stay alive i guess mm-hmm. it it was a little confusing because it's like they're giving you everything you need to stay alive yeah so it's like i guess creating the society is just making sure that people don't just murder each other yeah i guess is really what they were doing keeping the peace yeah this time it worked though yeah <laughs> unlike divergent yeah. <laughs> um i liked the fact that like uh babyface fucking newt. <laughs> newt yeah the fucking literal like man with in a toddler's face on him yeah that was, that was hysterical i looked up like the kid mm-hmm. uh i think he's about 30 now okay. um but he just has super yeah. super young face but seriously when i first saw him i was like that is a baby's face like not just like oh what a baby face like that is a baby that is a, <laughs> an infant child's face <laughs> on that man uh so i just called him I called him man baby and baby man throughout my notes. Um, but he, what, why was I talking about the baby man? <laughs> Shit, I don't remember where I was going with it. Um, but yeah, so these kids, men, baby men, have been in this, in this glade for so long. They call mm-hmm. themselves gladers. Oh my God, that's what I was talking about. Um, baby face, he shows, uh, he shows the, 
the new kid at mm-hmm. the time they were calling him Greeny. Eventually, remembers his name is Thomas. Hilariously, yeah. did you find that as funny as I did? <laughs> I did. Fucking <laughs> Will Poulter, uh, Galley is his name. Galley, ass name. Yeah, but Galley challenges the newcomer kid to a fight. And you know, the kid has amnesia. He doesn't know what he is. I wrote in my notes. I was like, oh, he has amnesia, which means he's special. He'll eventually remember how special he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's having a fight with Will Poulter. And at one point, he like trips his legs out from under him. New kid smashes his head on the ground and then immediately goes like, Thomas, I remember my name. My name is Thomas. It was like, because when it first happened, as soon as he hit, I was like, concussion. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That was a serious concussion for sure. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the concussion cured his amnesia. <laughs> How convenient for him. So that was hysterical. Uh, But so Babyface is showing Thomas around and he's explaining that there are these different crews. Mm -hmm. You know, like there were different groups in there. And I was like, another like factions and shit and all that. Like, God damn it. Mm -hmm. And I loved that it was kind of just like glossed over. It was just like, that's what these people need to do to keep this place going. Yeah. Forget it. We don't care about that. The only ones we care about are the runners who run out into the maze. That's the Mm -hmm. only group that really has any significance to the story. Yeah. Everyone else, it's like, they do their thing, moving on. Yeah. I was really happy they did that. Just so you know, like, these groups exist. Yeah. They, like, explain it. Like, they exist. Now you know, moving on. Yeah. So I I really liked that. Mm -hmm. And so this kid shows up, like, opening the movie, like we were saying, he he shows up, he doesn't know who he is. Everyone's real cruel to him, Mm -hmm. which I thought was, like, you'd think they'd have a little bit of sympathy if it happens to all of them. But the fact that they are, like, more than willing to, like, make fun, like, just laugh at him as he mm-hmm. sits there, like, terrified of this world that he has no idea what's happening in. Yeah. And he's just surrounded by all these people. And they're all just like, eh. <laughs> <He's> like, fucking, <laughs> like scared. you're being so mean. Yeah, seriously, yeah. you know how scared he is right now. Like, they have those, like, three rules or something. It's like, never punch another Grover in the face. Glader, <laughs> whatever, Grover. <laughs> you're far. Um, do your part. Yeah, do your part and don't go in the maze after, or don't go in the maze at all. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a runner or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's exceptions, but right. like the main rule is like, don't go in there. Uh, there should be another rule, which is just like, quit being cruel to the kids who come up. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfair and it's scary to them. <laughs> yeah. You're just being mean. Yeah. You guys are dicks. Yeah. It's a little, little dickish. Um, so, you know, he shows up, they explain this little world to him. They're in this, Essentially, I forget how big they said it was. I assume it's probably like a big, like a square mile or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. But yeah, basically. Enough for like forest areas. Yeah, there's like a little forest in the corner or something. But it's basically just this four-sided box mm-hmm. that they live in that's, you know, trees and grass. And I think there's a water source, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. they just get water sent to them. I don't understand how that works. They didn't really go into it. Not yeah. that I care. I don't care. I don't yeah. care how they get their water movie. <laughs> like, you Rain. don't need to. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? And on the outsides of the walls is this just giant, basically unsolvable maze. Uh, the way that they like were explaining it when when they first tell them about it, mm-hmm. they go out into the maze. These runners, they're the maze runners. They're the title thing. They run out into the maze and they map it yeah. to try to like, you know, find a way out, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately after that, they mention how it's like, yep, the maze changes every night and you can like hear it moving and changing and stuff yeah which i thought was like really cool and ominous mm-hmm. uh and just a, f- a really fun like sort of feature of it like of of the whole scenario like oh shit it's not even just a maze but then i realized like well, what's the fucking point of mapping it if it's changing all the time mm-hmm. eventually they do s- explain that it's like it changes 
a specific way. Yeah. It has a pattern, um, which would have been nice to know earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but there's this maze out there. It's full of robot bugs that will kill you, and it changes all the time. And the people are mapping it, and they're trying to find a way out because that's assumedly what the maze is there for. Yeah. That was something that I thought was stupid later. Thomas, he explains at one point, I forget when, because obviously he wants to be a runner because that's the most important thing and he's the lead character. So right. <laughs> they exactly. have to do those things. Yeah. But he he eventually at some point makes the declaration of like, guys, it's not a prison. It's a test. And I wrote, duh. Yeah. Like, is that not obvious? Like, you are clearly put here by someone and there's a fucking maze out there. Like, if it was just wilderness or it was mm-hmm. literally just like the doors open and evil bug monsters come in and murder you every once in a while, then it would seem like a prison. Yeah. If there's a fucking maze that is like the definition or the, the, the point of a maze to exist is to solve it, then yeah, it's a test. <laughs> These kids have been here three years. They don't understand that. Like, they needed this kid to show up and be like, it's a test. Like, no shit why is this special is again and one of those things where it's like he doesn't i don't know i i was thinking about this a lot <laughs> like I, I i just realized like in my uh like reading career i guess one way to put it mm-hmm. i kind of skipped over the like young adult section of reading you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i read you know, like goosebumps, mm-hmm. which is like, while it's not for babies, it's clearly for kids. It's not right. like a teenager book. It's, it's yeah. for kids. Or it's the, like your first chapter book. Yeah. Or the or the the Matt Christopher books, the sports mm-hmm. books and all that. It's like I read those again, not really for teenagers, really for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like at a certain point, it was like, you know, obviously I've mentioned many times. I love Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. When I learned that Jurassic Park was a book. Like, there was a book that the movie was made out of. So it's like, you could read Jurassic Park. You could read the movie Jurassic Park in this book. Like, oh, my God. So it's like, I'm just going to start doing that. Like, I'm going to start reading these books. And while Jurassic Park is not, like, great literature, yeah. it's clearly an adult book yeah. full of adult situations and words and things and whatever. So I just kind of skipped over that whole, like, young adult, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. getting into books that were, like, bigger, like, real novels yeah. and less so little books. I skipped over the young adult versions of it because it's like, I want to read Jurassic Park. I have Jurassic Park right here. Why do I need to read Billy and the Clonosaurus to like work my way up to it? It's like, no, just fucking read Jurassic Park. So I kind of skipped over all that. So I don't really understand the obsession of making the characters quote unquote special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's in all of them. Apparently that's their sort is. of like chosen for it or whatever. Yeah. And again, I get it. You know, go to fucking Star Wars, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies ever. Luke happens to be the son of a great Jedi, Anakin Skywalker, and blah blah blah. This mm-hmm. random kid out in the desert happens to be special. Like, mm-hmm. I get that it's a a big thing <laughs> in the like in the entire world of storytelling. Right. I don't understand why YA novels are almost exclusively like that. You know what I mean? Like, no one's ever just like the lead character is never just like a regular kid. You know, it's they're always. Like, oh, they're connected to this or they're, this is what makes them stand out completely. Like the stories can never be about a normal person doing something. It's always (laughs) about a a person who maybe thinks they're normal, discovering Mm -hmm. that they're way better than normal (laughs) and going on and being great. And it's like, why not just a regular person realizing that they're good enough (laughs) to be great? You know, it just seems weird to me. I never, I never connect with these YA protagonists in any way. 
I much prefer a like just normal ass character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, these people tend to never have real flaws. Yeah. They'll have really superficial flaws, yeah. but it's like they're, they're, it's never a thing where it's like they're going to make the bad decision or they're going to make a horrible mistake. Everything winds up working out pretty fucking well for them. Yeah. <laughs> like when he decides to run into the maze because mm -hmm. the other runner is coming back with Alvy, who's been stung by the by the horrible monsters. Mm -hmm. And the kid, Thomas, decides that literally the last second to run through the closing maze opening mm -hmm. into the maze, which will leave him there overnight. No one's ever survived overnight in the maze. <laughs> Remember that? As soon as they said that, I was like, well, he will. <laughs> you know, yeah. that'll be one of the first things he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he runs off into there. It's like it's a terrible decision in an actual tactical sense. Mm -hmm. Like you really don't know what you're going up against. You've never been out there. Yeah. And you're just deciding to do this and you're just getting yourself killed. That's what the fucking guy tells him as soon as mm -hmm. he gets in and the doors closed. He's like, good job. You just got yourself killed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's a terrible mm -hmm. decision. And then the fucking bug monster comes and the other guy just wants to run away. And he's like, no, 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 no. We have to take this comatose person with us, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, so you've never been out here. You don't know what these monsters are. You don't understand how to survive out here. You have now like, <laughs> you, you know, you, you've, you've saddled the other guy with your presence. Oh yeah. You know, and then also are now dragging him down even further by being <laughs> like, we also have to carry this essentially corpse yeah. around with us. You know, and but again, it's not the wrong decision because he miraculously mm -hmm. thinks of things that these people apparently have never thought of before. Yeah. And he squishes the bug in the moving wall. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, will lead to the rest of the story. And it's like all of those decisions, like waiting for that bug to try to bait it into the wall yeah. again was the wrong decision. It's a bad decision. But the movie never will never play those things as a mistake. Yeah. It's always like in service of showing how great he is. Because mm -hmm. then once they get out and they've survived a night in the maze and he comes out and they're like, oh, you guys survived against a griever? Mm -hmm. And he's like, he didn't just survive. He killed it. And they're like, oh. and it's like by just by making bad decisions, he mm -hmm. killed it. You know, and and it's never an actual mistake. It's always, you know, it always just makes him more of a hero. Oh, yeah. You know, and so that's, you know, if if, he, if they had given him like one actual thing of like, okay, you know, what? we're going to have you go out into the maze. Like you're going to, you, you know, you're going to get shadowed or you're, you're going to shadow someone mm -hmm. going out into the maze and they're going to go on like a really easy route just to sort of get you out there. And then he makes a terrible decision in the maze and he gets that other person killed and then he feels shitty about it and he thinks that he has to like prove himself and make up for it. That's compelling. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, oh, my God. You know, and you might see him think about his actions for a moment, yeah. you know, and be like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I need to think things through. And if I really want to be a hero, I have to be better than this. But no, he goes out there and he's like, I'm a hero. Look at this. I'm better than this. <laughs> like, he's immediately better than it. And it's just lame. I yeah. don't like it that much. It always just feels like they they make the right decision, even if it includes making the wrong decision it will always lead to something good mm -hmm. later uh one way or another yeah and it's like there, there's there's just never that moment of like you fucked up you know mm -hmm. that, that that's really what it boils mm -hmm. down to they never have a moment where they have to sit and look at themselves like i fucked that up and not just like i didn't win yeah. the dauntless test <laughs> but like i got someone hurt got myself hurt got you know something went wrong because of me yeah and it affected people and i have to suffer some form of consequences for it more so than just like i failed mm -hmm. the test or yeah. something like that i don't I mean, know will poulter did did try 
he wanted uh oh yeah he Thomas. wanted to punish him yeah and that was sort of why i had a hard time rooting against galley yeah. As much as like eventually he became much more of a dick. Yeah. At the beginning, I thought he was a lot. I thought he was really justified. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the movie was trying really hard to, to cast him in the villain light. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not feeling it yet, movie. You're not yeah. there yet. Because this kid truly doesn't know anything. Yeah. And he's breaking all these rules. They've lived by these rules for so long. Like I 100% was on Galley's side. Oh, yeah. You know, and then towards the end of it, you could tell he had gone like kind of crazy mm-hmm. with the weird shit he was saying, like, we must sacrifice them to the maze. And then, you know, and it was like, oh, OK, he's gone off the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> but at the beginning, you know, I don't I don't feel like he's asking for too much to be like, can we not give this guy the keys to the kingdom one day after he gets here? Yeah. <laughs> it really he was not as like unreasonable as the movie tried to make him seem at first. Mm-hmm. So then when he eventually went crazy later, I was kind of like, oh, you know what? That's almost a shame because I kind of liked him. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, had a, he had a way to, like at least he had some principles he stood by. Yeah. It would have been nice if he had, you know, caved at the end and yeah. followed. But I mean, clearly at the end, he's been, he like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into it right now, but I just had this whole like series of thoughts at the end of that movie <laughs> with Galley and where he winds up. Oh, we haven't mentioned Chuck yet. Oh, Chunk. Chunk. No, his name is Chuck. I thought okay. they were calling him Chunk the whole movie. Oh, okay. It wasn't until the scene where it was clear he was going to die at the end of the movie mm-hmm. when he gives Thomas the little thing, the yeah. little figurine he made for his parents that he doesn't remember. Yeah. And then Thomas calls him back to give it back to him. Like, you'll give it to them yourself. Um, but he he like calls out to him and it sounded like Chunk. And then he went like, Chuck. And I heard the end really hard without the N. And I was like, oh, it's Chuck, not the demeaning nickname <laughs> Chunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> because, like, they, they make a point earlier in the movie that he was the, like, the green one before Thomas showed up. He was mm-hmm. the one who had just showed up and was getting hazed. So I thought he had gotten the nickname Chunk. Yeah. And they were still calling him that. <laughs> I finally realized, no, it's Chuck. Uh, I I had it was weird like I could tell that that kid was supposed to be like a quasi comic relief character you mm-hmm. know who's who's clearly probably not going to do any action oriented stuff except to maybe sacrifice himself mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie that kind of thing like I, I kind of had I, I saw his yeah. his path <laughs> mapped out ahead of him as soon as he showed up so he wound up kind of just like washing out of the movie to me. It's like he was there and I, I didn't really pay much attention to him. There I don't was, really remember much he did. There was one line in particular. That kid, Ben, gets stung right, and goes right. crazy. He's, he's one of the runners. Yeah. Which as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, good. Now there will be an opening on the team for Thomas. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but and then they like just throw him to the maze at the end oh my god essentially that whole thing like that's you're gonna die you're gonna go crazy we can't control you so yeah go in there and die in there Uh uh-huh and thomas and chuck are talking about it and chuck specifically says you just gotta forget about him and then like rolls over to go to sleep i was like that is so cold for a kid and it kind of I mean, it, I I agree, and that's like a fun little moment. Does bring up some weird questions about their society because it's like, okay, thirty six months, let's call it mm-hmm. three years, thirty six kids. 
that seems about right. But for for Chuck to be that cold and dismissive about it one month into his stay, mm-hmm. how many kids have died that way in the month since Chuck showed up to when Thomas showed up and this one happened? That yeah. he's already over it and like you just you just got to forget about the terrible screams of their murders out there. Yeah, I've already blocked him out. It's happened every day. <laughs> like. But there's still plenty of kids. Yeah. Seems like there's a number disparity there. Or this kid just never had any empathy at all. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, no, yeah, you just got to forget about it. Like, Jesus, how many times have you seen it? Like, no, this is the first time. I, I just get it. I just know. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, okay, sorry. So that whole sacrificing sequence with with Ben, mm-hmm. it's just a silly thing where it's like you, you, you have this sickness that mm-hmm. can that will take over and eventually make you murder people. Um, and then we'll eventually kill you. They don't explain. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how it's, the disease works. Yeah, like it's apparently incurable, but there's no like, you know, like, oh, and then the fever gets crazy and you start vomiting up your insides and then you die. It's just mm-hmm. like you go kind of crazy and you try to attack people and it makes you violent, mm-hmm. but you're still conscious, like yeah. way conscious, like not, you know, there's no cognitive issues. You're still there. You're just uncontrollably angry or you know, something. Yeah. They don't really go about it, but they're just like, it's incurable. Just toss them in the maze. I mean, they, the kids did say that uh, when they were like interrogating Ben that they couldn't get any straight answers from him. And so... Did they? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I don't remember that part. Yeah. And then they asked what he said to... Like whoever it was, whether it was like LB or Newt or whatever. Oh no no no! Oh, LB asked Thomas, "Yeah, what did he say to you?" Yeah. That I was wondering why it was in there at first because he tells him like, "It's you. You're why we're in here." When he attacks him, mm-hmm. and then later Thomas tells that to Alby when he asks like, "What did he say to you?" And he's like, "Oh, he said that I was the reason that we were in here." And I was like, "Why would Alby ask if he said anything to him other than to move the plot along of yeah. like?" having thomas say out loud to other people mm-hmm. this this rumor that oh man, he's a part of it something like that yeah it, it did sort of dawn on me later though that i was like well apparently it makes you remember shit when you get stung yeah like it helps you <laughs> it jogs your memory as it's murdering you yeah or whatever it like uh, it it, it unamnesias you yeah whatever for a moment whatever the people that put you in there did you. yeah whatever they did the venom from the griever like fights it? through it apparently uh, at least briefly yeah uh whatever so i was like okay if that's true and they know that then i guess you would want to know what people were saying yeah to be like let's see if they remembered anything interesting mm-hmm. or that might help us so i was like okay okay i get why he would say it now yeah um it did make the whole thing kind of silly though later when thomas stabs himself mm-hmm. with the venom to try to remember something or is just like what a fucking shot in the dark that is like maybe this will help yeah <laughs> and it's like oh thank god that girl was sent up there with those two anti-venoms for some reason yeah they don't explain that yeah like it's incurable but you have a but cure? there's yeah but there's like an anti-venom that will stop yeah. it it's essentially an epipen for the disease <laughs> yeah so thomas smashes the bug in the wall mm-hmm Sounds so much lamer than it seems on scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he smashed a bug. Uh, he crushes the griever between the moving parts of the maze. There you go. And he and a bunch of other 
Gladers, I think they're supposed to be called. It's just like <laughs> you, you don't you don't need a name. But him and him and a bunch of them go out to do like a griever autopsy on it. Mm-hmm. Uh because it's squished in there and there's like parts of it that are sticking out and there's like guts all over the ground or whatever. Yeah. The like lead runner. I right, I forget his name. Too. Something with an M. Uh it's like Miho or something like that. Yeah. Reaches in for it and then there's some sort of like reaction from the griever like the leg moves or something oh yeah 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 and then they yank and then it they off. yank the, the leg off and then get the thing that's flashing yeah they pull out this little thing that they like if <laughs> they don't know what it is it's just this weird piece of machinery from inside the griever because like we said it's like part bug part machine mm-hmm. and it's this little thing and it's got a flashing red light on it and a little screen with the number seven like mm-hmm. flashing on it or whatever. And the initials WCKD. Yeah, for the company or whatever that's that's doing all of this wicked. But then Thomas, they find this thing in the bug and he pulls it out and they're all arguing about it later. Mm-hmm. And there's you know one of their little council meetings or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And they're all <laughs> arguing about what they're going to do. And he says, who knows where this thing might lead us? And I was like, where what might lead you? This device that you don't know what it does or yeah. is like it was just a thing in a machine. Mm-hmm. There's there's why would you immediately assume that it could possibly lead you anywhere? <laughs> and the fact that he is 100 percent right later. Yeah. That it not only can help them, but becomes a wayfinder for yeah. them that literally <laughs> shows them the direction to go in the maze was like one in a billion chance yeah that 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 he's right when he says who knows where it could lead us it could lead us out of here it's just so it's like you might have just you if he like pulled out like a gear it was like who knows where it might lead us it's like it doesn't lead you anywhere (laughs) but since he happened to pull out the magic wayfinder device yeah it does in fact lead them out of there um that's why it was blinking because it was special just like him (laughs) at around this point in the movie another kid comes up in the elevator in the middle of the glade mm-hmm. and they're all like what the fuck is it i think it's early right like it, it shouldn't have come up yet because it yeah, looks it like they're all confused they're like what the fuck yeah because it wasn't even they weren't even ready for their next like supply oh thing yeah because yeah, he was he's only been there like three days yeah and another elevator's come up and they're like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. and it's a girl and she has a note with her that mm-hmm. says she's the last one ever yeah and the elevator also doesn't go back down either it's just sitting there mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is so fucking refreshing the plot moving along like yeah. something you know like things are changing yeah. outside of the control of these main characters in a way that's going to push them towards doing what the whole fucking movie is about running the maze mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like now you have like there's no if nothing else is ever coming back mm-hmm. and all your supplies are done for then you got to fucking yeah let's go you got to figure out this maze shit it's now or never yeah lucky he found that wayfinder device mm-hmm I don't know. I, I keep trying to think about it, like trying to think of the way that it would be would have been better instead of just having him show up and basically show everyone how stupid they are. Because that's really <laughs> what it feels like. It's like these people build this society. They've mapped this maze like they're clearly not complete idiots. Yeah. They've been able to map this entire maze and have learned how it moves and all of that. And they just can't quite figure out. How to squish a bug and steal its wayfinder device. You know, yeah. like that's apparently the only way you're gonna fucking get out of here. Cause like him and the other dude are walking mm-hmm. and the the device thing starts beeping, or it's more I think it's more like a 
like a Geiger counter kind of clicking. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like, beep, beep, yeah, beep, I, beep. I definitely thought it was a Geiger counter at first. Yeah. Like, oh shit, guys, no, like, don't. Like, ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> but they, they use it. And as, as the, the signal gets stronger, it leads them to this area and it leads them to this door that opens up and then like a laser scans them. Mm-hmm. And then like immediately after that, that section of the maze starts to change. Yeah. And they have to escape it because it's going to like fucking kill them. It's going to like crush them. Or... They'll be trapped because they're in yeah, the they'll definitely at be that trapped, point. possibly killed, depending mm-hmm. on where they are. But like the way that they got there, even like, you know, it's like, oh, we're just going to use this device. It didn't seem like Thomas like discovered some sort of new way to go. You know what I mean? Like it, he it, didn't. He was just following the signal. It wasn't until that like first door opened that the other kid. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, I've never seen like, this. Yeah, that was that was what was new. Yeah, it was the device that helped open the door? I guess mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yeah. Um, which is like, I guess you could give the secret society who mm-hmm. devised this whole thing the benefit of the doubt and be like. Maybe there's like four or five other ways that you could do this. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that there's a griever for each section that has a device and there's a door for each section then. Right. It's just like, I I, 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 I don't know. It just, it seems so weird to me that like they want, I mean, okay. We, we kind of have to go into what the ending of the movie is to yeah. sort of talk about this just because it, it really does kind of just like confuse me it's one of those weird like you know it's like it's a plan that doesn't really make any sense yeah like as a, as a uh, a reveal to this mystery that you've been wondering the whole time it's kind of a letdown and it's kind of like <laughs> oh really and it also just doesn't make sense in retrospect but like so you kill the monster mm-hmm. you steal its device mm-hmm. the device leads you to the door mm-hmm. that then opens because you have the device like you could find that door a million times if mm-hmm. you don't have the device it doesn't matter it won't open right so you have to kill the monster to get the device and go further and discover whatever. And then it scans you and it tries to kill you. And like <laughs> that alone seems confusing that it's like that they apparently they couldn't have just escaped. Yeah. You know, like they couldn't have just walked up to it with that thing and been like, open up now. And then it opens and then they're cool and they can just leave. Seems like when you find it, it murders you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure what happened there. It may have been just like timing that because the maze was changing. Oh, like it would just happen. It was about to change. And yeah. That was completely coincidental. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It seemed like the laser, like it scans them and then it like goes berserk. Mm-hmm. Seemed like what was going on. But like you learn by the end of the movie that this place, like they're they're in there to be tested. Obviously, mm-hmm. the maze. <laughs> and it's to it's to, to scan their brain waves. Or something I... like the kids. I guess I guess that that dis- horrible disease that they're stinging the kids with with these monster bugs is the disease that has like wiped out most of the world. Right. Like the world got like scorched by a, a solar flare, mm-hmm. and then this horrible virus came and killed most of the people, and now the world is like a horrible desert scape, and kids like the next generation i guess i don't know exactly yeah. how it was going i'm sure there's more explained in the sequel yeah <laughs> but then like the next generation has more of a resistance to this disease so i guess that's why it doesn't kill them mm-hmm. in the maze it just kind of fucks them up where it's like okay they're getting like they're getting or humans are getting stronger mm-hmm. each generation against this, this disease maybe we can use these kids who are stronger against it to find a cure for it for everybody yeah which it seems like you already have because yeah. you gave it to the girl 
Yeah. I, it's, it just didn't make sense. That, that did not make sense to me. Yeah, but either. it just seemed absolutely insane. Like this maze, A, gigantic. Mm-hmm. B, it moves. Giant fucking stone structures move yep. constantly like clockwork mm-hmm. in this whole thing. When was this built? <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, mean, I don't know what year it is. So I, what I want to know is like, so solar flares kill everybody. Mm-hmm. This virus takes over. Mm-hmm. This wicked place is like, holy shit, we need to figure out how to solve the issue of this virus. And their response is to spend decades building the most <laughs> intricate maze to test these kids, to test their brains? I What I, the fuck? What does that mean? I have no idea. It was such a letdown. I was hoping it was like, we are training you to be warriors to fight the bug men of Mars who came, yeah. you know, or something <laughs> where like anything in this maze might be used. Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, we're just putting you in there so we can scan how your brain is working. It's like... You couldn't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't just scan their brains and be like, let's see why they're different. It's like we yeah. have to put them in I mean, this fucking maze. Maybe, maybe they did try. Maybe that was the whole them in This was thing? this was the <laughs> this was the end yeah. result. It was like we started low. We started with just like, like scan their brain. Probe probes, little yeah. little nodules on their on their brains. Yeah. Or on their heads. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> So then we resorted to putting the things on their heads and going, boo, yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. So they just kept upping it and yeah. upping it and upping it to the point where it was like, we got really out of hand. We built this giant labyrinth. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It would be so cool if it wasn't being used for this. <laughs> you know, people would pay to those, go here. Yeah. And <laughs> it wasn't full of bug monsters. Yeah. Giant deadly robo bugs. Yeah. It, it was It was a bit of a letdown to learn what this whole thing was about. It was mm-hmm. like, it really has nothing to do with the maze. It's it's just like it's just a test. Like see if they're smart enough to get out of the maze. Which is like, what does that have to do with a virus? <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying to find the strongest wavelengths. I don't know. It, it's like, but <laughs> I, I don't. I I don't know brain science. It's more just like your ability to survive and think hard would have no bearing on. How well your body fights off a virus. Like, they're not connected at all. That's what was so baffling to me. Just like, what does one have to do with the other at all? And they do not explain. It seemed, it really, you know, and then they're like, you're moving on to phase two. Mm -hmm. And then the movie ends because you're supposed to go and watch phase two. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I don't really understand what phase one was all about. (laughs) I'm not ready to move on to phase two. I need to figure out what was going on because none of this makes sense. So they use that. They find the the exit thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They go back and get the kids and they're all like, we're going to fucking peace, man. Mm -hmm. With the girl who's there. She really doesn't fucking do anything except say, more of the the goddamn YA shit. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, why are we different? What if we were sent here for a reason? Mm-hmm. It's like, and again, these are the mysteries that the movie sets up and will flop onto the sequel to answer. Yeah. And instead, you know, or or even Wicked itself, and you know where they got these kids. Mm-hmm. Why they're putting him in? Why they're putting these kids in there? Why Thomas and Teresa, who I was like brother and sister, yeah, but they never explain. No, um, you know why these kids, who apparently were working with Wicked, eventually got sent into the Glade. 
Yeah. You know, is like, are they literally out of kids? And they're yeah. just like, these are the last ones. I don't know. You guys got to figure it out soon. You yeah. know, it's like, were they willing? Okay, Here's the thing. Were they willing to let all of those kids die in that maze and be like, well, guess there's no cure. I, you know, with how hard and impossible yeah. this maze is. The fact that it moves every night. The fact that you have to get a thing out of a bug. Like, what if, <laughs> what if they figured out that you could bait the bugs towards you? But then, you know, find a special way to get out of the way and just let them all fall off those cliffs that are, you know, randomly in the maze. Mm -hmm. And that is how they decide that they're going to always kill the grievers because it's the best way and it gets them out of the way. So they never, ever, ever, ever find those things because their yeah. corpses are all at the bottom <laughs> of the cliff. And eventually the kids would die. Eventually it would just be over, especially when they randomly open all the doors and just let grievers in to kill mm -hmm. them. If they're supposed to be here to save the world, like if you need them. To figure out how to fucking fix your problem, but you're totally willing to make an impossible maze <laughs> that will surely kill them all until Magical Thomas shows up. What are you doing? I I have a feeling that the whole like finding a cure thing isn't their real motive. Like they're they're eviler than mm -hmm. than just like we're doing it for good, but we're gonna do evil stuff to you. Yeah. They're really just evil yeah. deep down later on. I feel like that would be like the best way to go. I, get, I mean, it, it would definitely make things make more sense in terms of why they would do all of this. Like mm -hmm. if they were just like, we're, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, really. That's better than because we want to test you. Yeah, it, it, it just seems silly. Um, so Teresa and Thomas and Man Baby and all the other kids, except for Galley. Mm -hmm. They all decide, like, well, fucking here it is. And a couple others stay back with Galley. Yeah, but they're dumb and we mm -hmm. never see them again and they're probably dead, whatever. Oh, I'm sure. So they're, they're all like, all right, man, we're going to go. We're going to go back to that spot and we're going to see if we can get out that way. Mm -hmm. And Galley's like, no, fucking don't, because he wants to sacrifice them to the maze. Like mm -hmm. we were saying earlier, he goes like super crazy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're going to sacrifice these two newcomers to the maze because they're that they have clearly angered someone yeah and that's why the grievers the are wants. coming in yeah and and all that so he's gonna he's gonna let them out but then everyone sides with thomas mm -hmm. and they're like no man we're gonna go and we're gonna fucking find our way out and you can come if you want even though you clearly hate us and are going crazy but that's what we're doing and galley's like fucking fine go mm -hmm. so they all leave they go into the maze um there wasn't nearly enough mazing for yeah. me, I was hoping for more moments like like what they almost had happen when <laughs> I feel bad. I, I don't think his name is Miho, but I keep calling it's not, him. That. It's, it's Minho. Minho. OK. When when they were running through those blade things and it looked like they were about to get separated. Mm -hmm. But then Thomas like runs through the blades and he gets to the other side. I was hoping for like moments like that where all of a sudden parts of the crew would get like trapped behind a different part of the maze and they'd have mm -hmm. to figure it out. Yeah. But it, it kind of just wound up being really straightforward. There's like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Right this way, going over here. There's really barely any mazing in the movie. Yeah. You know, which is a little disappointing. There's a little bit when Thomas is in there for the first time that night and uh, Minho just bails. Yeah. And then he's running around trying to get away from the griever. Mm hmm. Yeah. That, it was which, like that. And then when he and Minho go and, and find the, the door. Yeah. That was really it, though. I was like, for a movie called The Maze Runner. There's a whole lot of grass sitting, <laughs> not a lot of maze running. <laughs> they go back to the, the spot where they found that door 
Mm-hmm. And grievers are coming after him. Mm-hmm. A couple of kids get eaten. Yep. It's a little gruesome. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, like I said, right, kind of right at the top. Like it, the movie does sort of keep that horror tone yeah. for most of the movie. So like the sequences with the grievers, even if I wish they were a little cooler, <laughs> I don't know. Something about them just seemed kind of like that's generic. Well, it's the PG thirteen version. Yeah, I guess. I wanted it to be a little scarier, mm-hmm. uh, but they they treat them like they're scary, which is good enough for me in terms of like keeping that atmosphere off mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah. oh, it's coming around the corner. Like, oh, fuck, there it is. You know, so they're getting attacked by grievers. A couple of kids get get chowed on or you know, tossed off the cliff. Yeah, or tossed off the cliff. Uh, a couple of the grievers get smashed by like rocks and shit or they get knocked off the cliff too. this mm-hmm. and that. They get through the door because <laughs> there's a coat like this this was the part that made me realize like this maze is impossible. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got through is sheer like moronic luck, not even <laughs> just dumb luck. Because it's like you get all the way there. You get to this door. You're fighting off a half a dozen to a dozen grievers. Mm-hmm. All this shit. And the final thing is that you have to type in a code. Mm-hmm. And the code is the sequence that the maze goes through when it changes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's only Minho that knows it. Yeah. And he's like being eaten yeah. <laughs> while they're asking him <laughs> for it. Or it's like if this was 15 seconds later. You're done. Because yeah. I know he makes it. Mm-hmm. Like, they get the Griever off of him, and he doesn't wind up getting eaten. Yeah. But if he, if it was just, like, out of nowhere, like, Griever, get him. <laughs> and then they get to the fucking door, and all of Thomas's specialness can't help the fact that, oh, fuck, none of us know the combination. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just got eaten. Like, insane that they ever thought anyone would make it through. Yeah. Which, which I guess kind of lends credence to your whole thing of, like, maybe they didn't. Yeah. Maybe they expected everybody to die. Like they expected the maze to be completely unsolvable. So them getting through made them go to plan B. Well, they did say the one, the one woman from wicked at the end did say like, didn't that they didn't expect so many survivors. Yeah. But that's because Thomas was all noble and he wanted to bring everybody with him. If he was a dick or if he was selfish, he would have figured it out and just been like, let's just go. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, he wouldn't have been able to do it because Minnow knew the code. And he yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like. He would have gotten all the way there. And then gotten eaten eventually because he got cornered. Yeah. <laughs> but they mm-hmm. get into this, like, laboratory, which is when it started really. Like, I think they had shown all those, like, premonitions and special mm-hmm. dreams that Thomas was having. And they would show, like, a lab mm-hmm. and the lead lady. So you know that there's some sort of, like scientists in a lab doing shit Mm -hmm. like subplot going on yeah but once they like got there and you know it's like oh and everybody's dead and and, you know people have been shot and clearly crazy shit has happened in here Mm -hmm. and then galley shows up he kind of becomes the de facto bad guy because when they show up to like the office or the, the lab you would almost expect like, and here's the people who put us here. Let's take them out. But yeah. they're all already dead. Yeah. Or so you think because yeah. <laughs> you see the woman kill herself apparently. And then later she's not dead. So it's clearly fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're kind of the big bad guy. But the movie doesn't feel like explaining all of that yet. And it's just going to push it off to the next movie in the franchise, which might even push it off to the next movie in the franchise, depending <laughs> on how much they want to stall. So in this case, it's like, oh, and the bad guy, uh, it'll just be Gally. Remember Gally? He's back. <laughs> you know, and it was so funny because he shows up there and it's like, wait a minute. How did you get here all by yourself? And it's yeah. like, well, I guess the door just stays open after you put the code in. I guess. Um, But either way, like he gets there 
and he's clearly been stung mm-hmm. and he's like going nuts and he's aiming a gun at them and he's all mad and whatever. And I was just like, man, what a fucking rough deal for Galley. Cause you can almost imagine that's like, maybe he didn't come there to kill them. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was just like, maybe we do need to get out. No, he's definitely there to kill him. Now that I think about it, because he's like, we fucked it up. The maze, it needs what it needs and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you need to go back or you need to die yeah. or whatever. I belong to the maze. Yeah, I belong to the maze. He's gone crazy. And it's, you know, instead of explaining all of the bad guys, they're just like, we're just going to give you this dumb little bad guy and be like, what if someone became attached to the grove and never wanted to escape? And it's like, I don't really care about that. Yeah. But that's that's the question they decide to answer for us instead of the actual answers that we want <laughs> and then was it minho who threw the spear to kill galley yes yeah so he throws a spear that kills galley stabs him like right in the heart ish yeah right in, 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 in the, the chest. chest yeah um and <laughs> i was gonna call him chunk <laughs> chuck <laughs> leaps in front of thomas who's about to get shot uh and it just so happens that he does get shot like he pulls the trigger as he gets stabbed mm-hmm. and you don't see where it goes or whatever, but Thomas is okay. And then Chuck all of a sudden starts bleeding, Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was hysterical that it's like, it, it goes off and no one reacts. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. He just missed. Yeah. I was like, well, that's good. You know, no one has to die <laughs> other yeah. than Galley who was going crazy anyway. So, okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Chuck's just like, Oh, by the way, Ugh! Yeah. <laughs> He's bleeding all over the place. Like, what? <laughs> like, where'd that come from? And why didn't you react to being shot? Yeah, earlier. So like, weird. And then they have their little, oh, Chuck, oh, oh. And he gives them the thing back. He gives the thing back to Thomas. Mm-hmm, and he takes it with him. Carving. Yeah, to like, always remember. Mm-hmm. Always remember my little goofy friend. And they have this big old death scene for him. And I was like, okay, moving on. <laughs> um, I did write, like, are you, is anyone really surprised that Chuck didn't make it? Like, no yeah. offense, he just he didn't really bring much to the table. No, yeah, I literally wrote in my notes, Chuck is going to die. Well, no, sorry, I wrote Chunk is going to die <laughs> uh, as soon as he as soon as he gave him that thing. But yeah, at the end there, I definitely thought that Galley was going to say something about like him being in on it, mm. and he was supposed to be the one to stop them from leaving or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely thought there was going to be some sort of twist like that to it. Was a nope. little disappointed. He's just crazy. I mean, that's essentially the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then some guys come in, with like SWAT team guys, and they take all the kids out <laughs> to a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And they give him a little bit of explanation about like what happened. I forget. Like, yeah. All of that information gets given to them. Some of it from that video from the woman. Some of it from the guy in the helicopter. I forget who gives what. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but then he just mentions how it's like, you're moving on to the next stage in the trials. And no, the, the woman said that uh, he the guy in the helicopter said, like, everything's going to change now, which, which was something that it. had been said like twice before in the movie. I was going to say there were so many moments that were such obvious, like trailer lines mm-hmm. where it's like it, they're they're unspecific enough. That you can hear them out of context and just be like, interest, like, I, I understand what that means, mm-hmm. you know, but they're also just so vague and generic that in the movie, you're just kind of like, okay, but what the fuck does that mean? And it's like, we'll yeah. tell you later. Yeah. Helicopter. <laughs> Helicopter. Yeah. Let them look out the window at the maze for like a second. And then they all sit back down. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, whatever. That's, that's it's just it. the place that we lived for the last three years. Who cares? Mm-hmm. A lot of our friends died there. Whatever. 
And then I think I think it was the last line in the movie, so the last note that I wrote in here was just, they could be the key to everything that the lady says. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? The key to what? <laughs> I still don't know. Also, man, so much of the music in this movie is just faux Hans Zimmer. You know, it, it, it <laughs> oh, yeah. sounded so much like Dark Knight and Inception, like smashed together and <laughs> all these different themes. I mean, I get it. Yeah. 2014. So fucking, you know, you've basically had a run every two years of like Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, that bombastic Hans Zimmer blockbuster score that yeah. it was just like at that point, it was like, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. If you have a blockbuster movie, that's the music you need because that's what works. Yeah. <laughs> so they just use, I didn't even look it up. It might have even been Hans Zimmer. I don't even fucking know. He yeah. does all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so it's like, who knows? But it just, it felt very much like, like, get me Hans Zimmer. Like, he is unavailable. Like, get me his non union Mexican equivalent. <clears throat> but yeah, overall, big improvement. Mm-hmm. big improvement mm-hmm. over divergent i had much more fun watching this <laughs> which just made it all the more enjoyable it felt i looked into in this one was only like 153 minutes or something like that so like just under two hours mm-hmm. but it definitely flew by way quicker than divergent did <laughs> like divergent felt like it was like four hours long yeah. this felt nice and brisk like yeah. there we go that's what a movie of Wait. this style should be 153 sorry minutes. an hour and 53 minutes <laughs> okay that makes a lot more sense yeah no, like no, no, 153 no. is a little is bit absurdly over, long a little little over two hours there hon yeah <laughs> i'm hoping that the goodwill from this carries over long enough to make me not want to <laughs> kill myself after watching twilight i'm here to support you because this i mean i it's gonna be so much fun. It's like last week I was like, I feel I don't know how Twilight could be worse than Divergent. I feel like I'm ready for it. And you're like, I don't know. So now I'm really concerned for it. So I'm hoping that that'll be all right. I'm hoping that the, the 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 good vibes from Maze Runner at least keep me going through Twilight so I don't fucking go crazy. Well, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up uh for popcorn for dinner this week. This is Jeff. And Callie. Wicked is good. Wicked is good.